0: Greetings, everyone. This is Pastor Mike. Thanks for joining me today. I'm here in my office today with my Bible open to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, where it says in verse 3, Now I want you to realize that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. And we're beginning a series of episodes that focuses on the expansion of the Kingdom of God on Earth, which is establishing the Lordship of Christ in an ever-expanding radius. Now, the Kingdom of God is synonymous with the Lordship of Christ. The Kingdom expands on Earth as the practical reign of Christ expands from the Church into the places where Satan currently occupies each of us individually establish a beachhead for the kingdom of God when we invite Christ to reign practically in every area of our lives so that he fills everything in every way. Now, to understand how that circle expands, we first need to understand spiritual authority and the ways in which God has delegated spiritual authority. Remember, all authority has been given to Jesus Christ. He is the rightful ruler of all things, of all of his creation. Therefore, there is only one source of true authority, and that is Jesus. The authority that Satan wields over people and places is a usurped authority, which means when confronted with Christ's true authority, he must yield. Now, God has delegated spiritual authority in several specific areas. The fifth paradigm of transformation speaks to this. We've been following an overarching outline in these podcasts, and they follow six paradigms of transformation, six foundational biblical principles upon which um, this whole idea of transformation is founded on. We've now made it to the fifth, which is this. God has delegated spiritual authority to people and institutions to provide leadership, protection and blessing to those under their authority. Therefore, those in positions of spiritual authority have responsibility for the spiritual atmosphere of their homes, or churches, or businesses, or cities. Now, what is delegated authority? A police officer is a great example of someone who has been delegated authority. A police officer doesn't rule the city, but has been delegated specific authority by the leaders of the city to arrest criminals and to enforce the laws. The source of his or her authority is not himself. It's been delegated to him by those who actually possess authority in that city. A police officer, for example, in London has no authority in Seattle or in Tokyo or vice versa. A Seattle police officer going to Tokyo or London would have no authority there to um, to make arrests or to enforce the laws. If a Tokyo policeman tried to arrest you here in the US, you just look at him and say, what are you doing? You have no authority here. Leave me alone. Now, God has delegated spiritual authority in several specific areas, and today I just want to look at the first, and that is the family. There in 1 Corinthians 11:3, 3, where it says, But I want you to realize that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. God has delegated spiritual authority in the home to the husband, delegated spiritual authority just like delegated governmental authority, has a defined scope and purpose. Now, what is the purpose? It's to lead, to protect, to bless. It's not about wielding power as much as it's about service. It's not a matter of superiority, but of function. We see in this verse, the head of Christ is God, it says, Now, is Christ inferior to God? No, that God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit are all co-equal persons of the Trinity. And yet, the Bible says that Christ submits to the Father. Now, transformation happens in the home when men take responsibility for the spiritual atmosphere of their homes. Now, as a pastor, from time to time, people will ask me to come and and bless their home, to pray for their home, or to help cast out demonic spirits from their home. When I'm asked to do this, I'll always say to them, God has given you the spiritual authority in your house to not only cast out demons, but to pray and to release God's blessing upon your household. I'll be happy to come and support you and agree in prayer with you But you need to pray because God has promised the blessing to you as the one to whom God has delegated spiritual authority in your home. Men too often abdicate their God-given role, which leaves then the whole family vulnerable to spiritual attack. If there are demonic forces at work in the home, the husband has been given the spiritual authority to evict those demons through the blood of Jesus and repentance and to then void the jurisdiction that has closed the door that allowed them to enter that home in the first place. In Numbers in the Old Testament, chapter 30, God spends an entire chapter outlining how serious he is about this idea of delegated spiritual authority. There in Numbers 30, it says, if a woman makes a vow before God, and the husband hears about this vow and wishes to nullify it, he can do so, and the vow will become void. However, if he says nothing, then the vow is binding and must be fulfilled. In the same way, if a man's daughter makes a vow before God, and the father hears about this vow and wishes to nullify it, he can do so. God will honor that decision, and the vow will become void. However, if he says nothing, then the vow is binding and must be fulfilled. There are numerous examples of men exercising their spiritual authority in the home, in the scriptures. Joshua challenged Israel, choose this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Here's Joshua taking up the mantle of spiritual leadership, saying, my household will be a place where God is honored and his commands followed. Job, the Bible says, was blameless and upright. The beginning of the book of Job talks about this and says that Job would make sacrifices on behalf of his ten children regularly in case it says that they had sinned and cursed God in their hearts. This shows how authority has been given to husbands and fathers to effectively intercede for their family. And by doing so, to provide spiritual protection over their households. We see Jesus, who probably shows us the greatest example of the exercise of spiritual authority recorded in all of Scripture. In John chapter 13, verses 3 through 5, it says that Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. The contrast here is so striking. For whatever reason, the Holy Spirit chose to reveal at this moment that Jesus knew that all things had been put under his power, it says. And what does he do? He washes their feet. And that's crazy. This shows that the ultimate purpose of spiritual authority is to serve. It is to bless, as it is to lead, and it is to protect. The home is the first place where the circle of spiritual transformation should expand, because it is the first level at which God has delegated spiritual authority. There's that connection. Now, an entire household can become a place where Christ alone reigns as Lord and Satan has no foothold. The kingdom of God has now expanded from a beachhead of a single person to now an entire family. Men, we are responsible for the spiritual atmosphere in and around our home. This is why how a man performs this role is one of the key qualifiers or disqualifiers for whether he should be considered for a leadership role in the church. 1 Timothy 3.5 says, but if a man does not how, know how to manage his own household, how will he take care of the church of God? If a man can't or won't lead, protect, bless, and serve his own family, why would we think he would do so for the church? But as daunting as this can seem to men, the good news is that there is an embedded promise, an embedded promised blessing contained in God's delegation of spiritual authority. It's God's promise. God's authority comes with God's power. I think of Elijah and Elisha. It was coming time for Elijah to pass from the earth, to be taken to heaven. And Elisha asked God, something very bold. He asked him for a double blessing, a double portion of the anointing that Elijah had as a prophet. God responded to Elisha by saying, this is how you'll know if I've answered your prayer. When Elijah is taken, his cloak will remain. Then you will know that I've granted your request for a double portion. And that's exactly what happened. Elijah was taken to heaven by God, and his cloak was left. Elisha then took up that cloak, he put it on, and walked in that promised blessing that God had given him of that double portion. The same is true of husbands and fathers. God has promised His blessing. There is a mantle, there is a cloak of spiritual authority that we can take up with confidence by faith as we lead our family as we intercede for our family, as we bless and serve our family. Today, let us pick up that cloak and walk in that promised blessing so that our household now becomes territory that has not just been redeemed, but reclaimed for the kingdom of God. Amen.